Uh, Karolini Kanana, uh, thank you for joining. Uh, today we have a really special guest, uh, Nadia Aris, that she's actually a pioneer remote worker, digital nomad. Uh, she is a published author, right? Uh, she is a speaker, she is consulting. Really great honor to have you today. Uh, Nadia, thank you for joining. Thank you very much. It's a great pleasure. You know, when you were speaking, I had to think twice if you were really speaking about me, but sounds like <laughs> yes. <laughs> Glad to be here. Um, thank you so much. All righty. Um, so, Nadia, for our audience over, over there in the other side, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you have really, you had really long journey so far, right? Started in 2015, is it? That's correct. Indeed. Um, I think, you know, I have to make a mini intro here because the journey that brought me here is, is long. It did start in 2015, but it's not that straight as some people would think. Like, what is the job or what is it that you need to have to go this path, right? To walk yep. this path. Um, and I will tell you, there is not one path there is not one journey, there is not one thing that you do that you know is going to bring you there. I'm also a very strong advocate when it comes to freelancers, gig work, side hustles, all that kind of stuff. And um, back in 2015, when I for the very first time heard the word remote, I was like, it's a scam. It's not true. It probably is like, hmm. yeah. and I, I was, yeah, right. It's like, no, like, how does it even work? Like, how is it possible that someone is going to pay you money for not being in an office? And that, that was my thinking, you know, uh, and it wasn't even popular back then. So I had my first role um, in 2015 um, and I started working with remotely with a company from California um, that is a language-based job. Um, so in a other words, a translator and interpreter because I speak several languages. And that kind of broadened my horizons, you know, and I thought, hey, I can still do it, log into the system, be here and there, go here and there, you know. And at that time, I still lived in the States, but I would be, I don't know, in Boston, in New York, here. And I'm like, oh, I'm working all the time. Like, how is that even possible? And I'm even making some money, you know. <laughs> and then I moved to Europe. Um, and I was still doing it and even more and more and more. And suddenly, you know, I decided to, um, I, I went into the HR field, into talent acquisition, and I started working um, with companies from all around the world, hiring people on different continents. And I thought like, well, that's kind of fun. You don't really need to be there. You know, you don't really need to be there to have it, have to have an interview with someone, you know, especially in the tech industry, like why, you know, in the first place. And then in addition to that, I thought, well, you know, would be kind of cool to make some extra money on the side. So I signed up at portals like, you know, Upwork, Fiverr, here and there. And it just started happening. Obviously, it wasn't overnight that someone, you know, would pay me a lot of money. There were offers for $2, for $5. So I was like, no, I don't really want to do this. But, you oh know. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, you never know because everyone keeps sending, throwing everything at you, you know. So it's not like you have to take everything. Of course, you don't have to take everything. But then with time, there was more and more and different engagements and here and there and hiring. And at the same time, this language job that I had. And then years ago, a few years ago, that was um, a long time before the pandemic. Now I can say I was already working with different companies, you know, and I felt like, okay, you know, it's possible to 
I don't know, be do a project here, do a project there. You know, we're not limited anymore. Um, and then at that time, I decided to find to also to start my own brand, Remote Work Advocate, um, helping people to embrace flexible working and companies, you know, embrace flexible working so that we free our mindset from, you know, um, being stuck in the industrial era. In addition to that, I'm also a lawyer. That's my primary education. So now what I specialize in and getting back to the legal profession um, a few, well, over a year ago and a half, because I stopped it and then I did something else. And then I oh, kind of, you know, why not juggle? I mean, you can do that. Who says no, right? Ridiculous. So now I write remote work policies, workation policies for companies so that people can uh, allow their employees to be a little bit of a digital nomad, even to that extent, so that everyone can try out this lifestyle. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. First of all, wow, what a journey. Uh, you, you mentioned a few different, you know, area, let's call it, of your professional kind of uh, uh, experience. Um, let's go to the beginning. Let's start about the, uh, let's start with like, you know, 2015, uh, first job that you're actually starting to do remotely. Um, until you actually start to go to Upwork and get into the HR, like how long have you been there in the in the uh, language kind of work? Oh, I will be very honest, until today. <laughs> until today, so, okay, great. Uh, yeah, that is my side hustle. Not many people know about this because I don't talk about this, but, you know, I believe <laughs> in a situation where you have multiple income streams. Um, and I've always believed in it with all my heart, but because of the fact that the majority of the world was like, you have to be stable and you have to choose one mm -hmm. thing, I wouldn't talk about it. But, well, now... We see what's happening globally, you know, and everyone's like, oh, I should have started a side hustle a long time ago. And I was always like, hello. But plus, you know, I really like it. So yeah. I started, it like, you know, I really like it. Like, why not? So what is it about? Um, it's an interesting role. How, how did I find it to start with? So um, I was looking for something and I didn't know what I was looking for. <laughs> so in 2015, I started sending out my resume everywhere and I had no idea where it landed. I'll be very, suddenly very frank. And suddenly I, I got a phone call like, Hey, you know, we're looking for someone to work remotely, you know, with languages, you speak different languages. And I'm like, yeah, I do, you know? Um, yes. So, you know, we have this role, we will train you, you will get different certificates. And I was like, kind of weird but okay you know I'm always a very curious person so I thought okay let's let's do it and then I started um and what it looks like basically is that you um are you have a platform that you can log in and you work with all kinds of industries from hospitals translating surgeries life interpreting them life uh through court trials um accidents um you know on the road with the police sometimes um it troubleshooting all around the world like all the time whenever someone needs the language combination that you have and these this company that i work with and there are several different ones um so they have contracts signed with institutions, with public institutions, with the government, with companies. So there's always a combination like every day, all the time. So sometimes I do a little bit until this day. There, there was a time when I pretty much lived on it like all the time. 
it's a lot of hard work because it's, you know, your brain juggling from one yeah. thing to the other. But it has given me, you know what, this this flexibility and this openness that I suddenly didn't have to ask anyone that I wanted to go somewhere. No one was judging me because no one was like, who am I? What am I doing? As long as I get things done and yeah. where I am, nobody cared, you know, as long as everything was compliant, meaning it was quiet, no background noise, good line and, and everything translated in a great manner, great customer feedback, which I always had, apparently. <laughs> so that that's, you know, and, and, and this was the beginning, um, the very beginning. And then I thought, you know, Hmm, let's just make use of it. But still, I was looking uh, for like a stable, stable job because Stabler. I didn't believe. Yeah. yeah, because I didn't, I didn't believe up to I think 2017 that although I started in 2015, up to 2017, I didn't believe that this could be something that you can rely on. Actually, yeah, um, so something stable, standard, you know, still with this mindset. And I did find something stable, standard, but then that was in talent acquisition and recruitment. But then I very quickly saw that. And at the same time, I signed up on Upwork. Um, and I very quickly noticed, which is both said and not said, <laughs> that my remote site hustles started paying me more than my mm -hmm. full time job on site. Yeah. That started me thinking, you know. Amazing, amazing. All right. Um, talent acquisition, HR, it is something that is become like really, 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 really strong, uh, especially since the pandemic. Uh, a lot of people turn and switch. Uh, and something with like HR, which is like so in line with remote work, right? Um, so it's obviously got more, much more popular. So two questions. First of all, how do you actually get into it in such a competitive market, let's call it? Uh, even Upwork today and all of the platform are full of people that have like experience like yourself working from 2017 over there. And basically, it's, it is a lot. It's really hard to get into it, right? Yes, it is hard. And um, I don't have a golden recipe to say that it's so amazing that you click and you make thousands of dollars. <laughs> of course yeah. not. We're and it's not never there. the same. Yeah. So if someone wants to start, I know people who ask me what they should do to start doing these things. And they're like, oh, I'm going to do an additional course, an additional diploma, an additional certificate. And I'm like, don't really think about it that much. You have to start um, producing something, doing something. So even if you... I don't know, can get like a super low paid gig to start with, but you need some kind of experience, whether it's, if it's HR, for example, or if it's recruitment, you can, talent acquisition, so recruitment, you can start as a trainee, you can start, you know, to read about it, you know, produce content about it, you know, there are so many now platforms available where you, if you know someone, you can even um, share their profile, and then you can even make money like matchmaking, online talent platforms, there is so much, or sometimes, you know, you can watch so many webinars or YouTube materials of how to look for people, get trained. I think it's not that important today to have a certificate or anything, but actually to have some hands-on experience. So you can start very small. 
start with like really very small gigs where you do a research of the market you check the the what the people you know if there's availability of the people on the market where the client is looking for that you know to be able to understand and to get some experience and then with upwork it's this thing that the higher your rating is and the more reviews you have the more you get approached so obviously the best paid gigs yeah go to the probably highest rated people but although I am not active on Upwork and I haven't been um, active on Upwork I would say since 2019 right now uh, I still get approached almost every week so but I I, it's connected to a different email and I ignore it I get approached sometimes that I'm sorry no I don't mean to ignore anyone but it's just like I can't do I can't do so many things you know at once (laughs) Um, yeah but it's still there so I get approached either for you know some HR things but a lot for language things um, that Mm -hmm. I have really very broad expertise in that um yeah but I I I don't I don't even respond that I'm interested um you know so they just send it out like a bunch of invitations to people and I don't respond to that yeah um but if I had the need I so you have to start with something Mm -hmm. so it is a channel that anytime basically that you want or need uh, you can actually approach and start kind of fishing or looking in it um so let me just for a second to kind of summarize your like what you said right now so if you actually want to jump into the hr even though that is really 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 kind of competitive um and full um and it's not like the go-to you know a um and a role that you can actually show a portfolio like a designer or content writer or a, a language for example language uh, uh, positions sort of um so basically we need to start small we need to start like uh, to do even like small paid job just to get a feeling with it and what do you think about like is should be the next step like getting expertise like getting being an expert in something really specific or just branch more and find more things improve your skills as you go I think that the transition to something that you really want to do isn't that quick and that easy. So I would say do it step by step. So if you have another skill, something that you're doing, it's not saying burn all bridges and say it's going to be somehow. (laughs) I mean, there are risk takers out there for sure, but it wouldn't be my advice to do that, you know. So I would say step by step, make yourself an expert, right? You really can do it. It's not like that you have to have 10 or 15 years of experience in a corporation because if you have a brain and you can read and write and speak and listen to different things that you can shape up your own opinions and you can get this experience. So today when we live in in the digital era, there's so much availability of different stuff. And even when you look at... um, I don't know, low, very low paid roles like interns, trainees, or some roles that may be even similar here to HR. You can have people operations, you can have content, you know, production for things related to people, to lifestyle, to, I don't know, recruitment. Um, You can have roles that are, I don't know if someone's good at payroll, for example, uh, if someone is good at learning and development, if someone is a psychologist, for example, you know, things like that. So the transition, and if you have absolutely zero skills, you can still do it, but you kind of have to start 
getting the knowledge and then letting the world know that you know something so you can and that's my opinion and that's also what i did you can build yourself from nothing you can start a great linkedin profile by starting to write what you think producing articles um you can start following people that you're interested in sharing your opinions and then when you finally apply there is a trace of some expertise of something that you did even as a passionate professional about a certain topic and that mm-hmm. opens many doors today great um alrighty and and that's leave us to what you're actually doing today uh, i guess this is your main focus i want to say Yes, that is my main focus, indeed. <laughs> so that was like a ah, long journey to where we are today. Yes. <laughs> so, as I said, I, I founded RemoteWorkAdvocate.com. So now I work with companies when it comes to flexible working implementation. Um, and that's my major point of focus. So as I've said, I design remote work policies. Um, the laws change in different countries. So I definitely do this. Um, I help companies also to be compliant. I also have my own learning platform. Um, I also launched my online course for remote workers, wow. no, for fresh remote workers. Yeah, it's. It, I just launched it last month, how to find your remote job, how to find your first remote job. Link, link in description, yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, for people, so that it, it's, it's a, it actually, even the price is even very low, just to be honest. And I know this, and I say it out loud, just because I want everyone to be able to benefit from it, you know? Um, everyone. Right. Exactly. Approachable. So it doesn't matter if you live in Asia, you live in Africa, you live in Europe, you got laid off or you just want to change your career. You really can do it, you know, just like I did it when I was sitting and thinking, what am I going to do with my life? So and this is, yeah, you know, and this is a thing for the people. And obviously, I also work with companies in terms of implementing HR processes, people processes. Um, I also run different webinars and workshops for corporations about the same topic. Yeah, and I also have a couple of online courses for enterprises. It's a lot Beautiful. of work. <laughs> wow, it's a lot of work. Um, all right, so let me kind of break it out too, okay? Um, there is your personal brand that I want to speak about in a second. But more than that, there is like the, you know, the services that you're giving online that you're able to do remotely. So obviously, um, the change after the pandemic uh, dragged a lot of high ticket services, let's call it, or high paid services that you give as lawyer accounting. Uh, even doctors today given like online uh, psychologist treatments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How do you actually affect, like, what is the effect on the companies? I'm really curious to see, like, the corporate side, the people that are actually still working in the office, okay, and work with you as a contractor, let's say. How do you see the change, the difference of the mindset, the difference of the person? It's a completely different world, and I'll be very honest. I work with companies that have decided to go more flexible after the pandemic. During the pandemic, everyone had to. And I also know companies that have been like this forever. And it's a huge, huge, huge difference. Mm-hmm. It's like you're talking with someone who's coming from a different world, you know, because I think that um, to be able to reshape your thinking, to understand that there is more potential than problems, that there is no, we've always done it this way. You have to have this kind of process. No, you cannot travel. Being a digital nomad is illegal. You know, all these kind of things. It is in people's, or this is not normal. 
like do something stable, do something normal. I heard that about myself during before the pandemic that I should focus on something stable because I seem to be quite intelligent. <laughs> I was, yeah, you know, like go to a corporation, be a manager. So the mindset still has to change. And I think the society has put us in a place where we take many things for granted. We follow them. We repeat them without thinking whether it makes sense in general, whether um, it fulfills our purpose, if it makes us happy. And then we don't even look outside of our comfort zone because we accept things the way they are. And I think that's the problem with many companies in general, with the mindset, even for the people, you know, the biggest problem that I see today, that if the companies decide, obviously, you know, to to also work with me and also with other remote work advocates and experts, then they, they make the first step and that's great. And I mean, I absolutely am very happy, especially when I see that the laws change in different countries and it becomes, you know, something that you will have to start implementing eventually. Then you meet with the people and then suddenly you see that... Um, basics like boundaries you know that um you don't have this front door of your office where you open and close it and then um this is your boundary but suddenly you are free to design your time how do i do that you know it's something new and i, I think some it is something that digital nomads remote first people have always had knowing that they're independent and that they can prioritize plan their time uh, according to their personal needs and preferences which is not the case with the global workforce unfortunately mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely um all right and uh, that was a great insight i really uh, love the answer um all right let's talk a little bit more let's move on as always um to talk about the lifestyle as a digital nomad um so obviously you been there you felt it like when it's bef like before it was a thing even right and um, you're working on your daily basis with corporate and people that still work in in office um first of all i guess really appreciate your life right yeah um, I, really, <laughs> i really do yeah <laughs> sometimes i get fomo because of my own self but i really appreciate it very much <laughs> beauty um so tell us a little bit about uh, a lifestyle as a digital nomad um if we're gonna speak to people that just starting or even didn't like haven't started just yet uh but working remotely uh what would you recommend them to do or should look for um so i mean you know there are different um types of digital nomads and people willing to have a different lifestyle um i don't think there's a definition of what a digital nomad does because everyone is shaping their own unique experience um and so i can only speak about myself and my experience plus i could share stories of other people that i know But um, for me, it's this way that um, you see, I have a thought like, oh, I'd like to go there. Um, my passion, by the way, is um, obviously traveling. I mean, it's, it's not hard <laughs> to figure out. <laughs> so that's, that's definitely the case. Um, and so I look for different tickets, different flights, different hotels, different places. I spend hours on online forums at night in bed 
what destination is cool, what restaurant is fun, where to go to have a cocktail, which, you know, site to go to, who was where, what did they say, the people, what experience was better, what you, you know, and I really love it that much that I am a planning freak and I plan everything and then I find the tickets and I find the place to stay if it's a bed and breakfast, whatever that is, it doesn't really matter. I, fi- I find everything, I plan everything, you know, I designed the whole experience. Some of it, there is some, um, there are a few elements that are obviously um, always a big surprise. So I don't plan every hour of where I go because sometimes I stay somewhere a bit longer. But there are always some, you know, special moments that I don't know, on a certain day in the afternoon, I know I'm going there. And that's something to look forward to, something super special. It's either mm-hmm. a super known place or an amazing restaurant or, I don't know, the theater or just an experience to meet with the people, a boat trip, a cruise, a dance. I have no idea what, you know, it can be. <laughs> but also in between that, you have to work. So, um, and it's not the way that I disconnect. It's not people get... Um, misled a lot because they think that you know you're just permanently on a vacation the truth is that to be able to combine the fun of the lifestyle with your responsibilities is tough and you have to be super accountable and have this feeling that you need to deliver everything that you've agreed on there's no like oh the stars are so nice the pool is so great i'm just not going to work no chance you know you have to be super disciplined Discipline. Um, discipline is something that repeating maybe like in 95% of all of the interviews that we have, all of the talk shows that we have. Um, and this is a great thing. Like, this is something that I wanted to ask you. Um, work-life balance, how is your like regular day-to-day look like? I mean, uh, obviously you're investing a lot. You invested okay a lot in um sourcing and looking and and planning and um, but where is the work actually getting into into the schedule yeah so um it depends what i'm currently doing so it's either you know when i'm staying at a certain i, I call myself a part-time digital nomad because i have a place of residence as well so then my days are a bit different when i'm there and my days are a bit different when i'm elsewhere and when i'm traveling so mm-hmm. um depending on all this i think there are some elements that are definitely very similar the similar element is that my laptop is fortunately or unfortunately my best friend my life companion <laughs> so uh, not not because I'm a control freak, but, you know, I also am a person who works for myself. So I know that I can't say to someone, you know what? I don't care, but I'm off yeah. now. You know, obviously I, I communicate. Talk to me on Monday. It's not existing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so you kind of, so, I mean, I would say, and I will be very honest. I don't think I have work-life balance. I probably have work-life integration. That's definitely the case, uh, which makes things very difficult sometimes because you have to know when to say stop, like stop. And I mean, there are situations where I was very unhappy with myself. And I remember there was a situation, I think it was 2018 or 2019. I was in Seville in Spain, um, just about to visit the cathedral Uh, which is very beautiful there, you know, and then I unfortunately forgot to log myself out of the system and I couldn't leave the apartment where I had a two-hour surgery in French to translate. And everyone that I was traveling with went 
And I was oh. so angry and so furious, you know. And then I eventually joined them for 10 minutes just to run around. And then I'm like, you know what? Well, this is an experience. Whereas you're doing something that you could be doing, I don't know where, wherever, no place special. And mm -hmm. this is sometimes the flash that you get, that you feel like you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I'd love to do this or that or go here and there. But there's a responsibility. And many people who go join me, for example, uh, or like for the whole stay or for part of the stay, they're on vacation sometimes because they have full-time job. And they're like, oh, she travels, you know, let me join her. It's just going to be fun. And they're off. So they're like off all the time. I'm not off. You know, that's my lifestyle. So mm -hmm. I'm the one mm -hmm. to comfortable and deliver and dedicate time so and it is not easy essentially to do this but um there's always compromise i mean you have to know what you're looking for this is for me it's this independence that i wouldn't give away for anything else in the world asking someone for a permission to be able to go i don't know to milan for dinner just because i mm -hmm. feel like doing it there's a cheap flight you know <laughs> that's it very simple yeah yeah. All right. Yeah, that's a great answer. Um, now let's talk maybe on the biggest challenge, right, uh, of digital nomads: uh, networking, loneliness, if you want to call it, uh, or how to avoid staying alone while you're moving around and traveling. So, I mean, for me personally, and I again don't want to, you know, insult anyone here or anything, but loneliness doesn't exist for me and it has never existed as a matter of fact i feel that i am more exhausted from meeting people <laughs> than not meeting them so when i go back to my base i'm like done i'm done i don't want to see anyone talk to anyone meet anyone not because i'm antisocial or anything but it's just so much and i think that um you know it's not about being sociable or being an outsider but i think that again here many people associate work with their social life. And I said that in one of uh, some uh, podcasts, I think very recently, that if someone associates their social life with going to the office, then I'm very sorry for them that it's that way. So I said it very, very openly because uh, it's tragic. It's tragic that you have no personal life, no preferences. So, you know, for example, when I stay in one location or I stay um, where I live for longer you know, I go to the gym, I go have some exercise, you know, I meet people, I'm around people. I, there are several cafes that I like working from. I go to these cafes, the people in these cafes know me. We yeah. say hello, we have chats, we're here, we're, you're around people. I mean, you can isolate yourself, but the truth is that, you know, also online networking, I mean, I'm very active on LinkedIn. There's almost every day if not every day I, I lose track so i don't know people being like hey let's have a chat like what are you up to this and that so there every day i'm talking with people from all around the world with so many stories that sometimes i'm like let's just not talk for a day so loneliness isn't really the case i wouldn't say that no not in my not in my situation not in your situation all right, so let me make it tougher a little bit. So how are you actually uh, getting into a deep connection with a person? So this is probably something that is really important to a lot of digital nomads. to have the feeling that they have like a deep connection. It's not like kind of a interest or something like that, a temporal thing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A hundred percent, yes. And I'll give you a few examples. Um, there are a few people that I met online 
And then when I was somewhere in a certain destination, we met in real life and we felt like we've known each other forever. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is the most beautiful experience you can have. I really have friends that I, and actually friends, not people I know, but friends, um, you know, that we meet once in a while, like every year, every two years, like, oh, are you going to be here in London? Yeah, you know, like, let's meet up in London. Oh, I'm actually going to Frankfurt. Yeah, I live in Frankfurt. Hi, you know. And now, for example, a very good example, in two weeks, I will be in Paris. And my remote friend um, who lives in Frankfurt, and I met with her in Frankfurt last year, it turned out that she will be in Paris the same time. And oh, then yes. we already have our, you know, lunch booked. And this mm-hmm. is amazing, you know. And we're yeah. in touch, like, all the time exchanging experiences. Or when I go to conferences, for example, for digital nomads or for remote workers, those are all the people that I know online that, you know, comment on my posts, share content, here, reach out. And suddenly you meet and I'm like, hey, I feel like I know you. It's so amazing. Let's go have mm-hmm. wine together, this and that, you know. And it's beautiful. I, I think you can do it. Uh, you really can do it. Beautiful. All righty. Um, let's talk a little bit uh, about your favorite destination. Obviously, as a pioneer digital nomad, you probably visit a lot of countries. How many countries have you actually, have you actually visited? I'm not ready for this question. I don't know. <laughs> very, 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 very many. So many that, you know, my Instagram feed reminds me that I've actually been somewhere. <laughs> So oh my gosh. Okay. All right, that's amazing. Um all right, so let's talk about your favorite. I'm not sure, like a lot of people when I ask them this question, what is your favorite destination? They kind of they stop, they step back, they don't know, especially people that they travel a lot. So try yeah. to give me your I don't know, give me your top okay, uh destination actually to be a nomad. Um, I would be the same one who would say stop. And I, I, I knew you would ask that question and I knew I would <laughs> I be have able to. to I have to, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, I mean, um, maybe let, let me tackle it from a different perspective, but I'll still share some destinations. Um, whatever inspires me. So I travel because I want to broaden my horizons because I want to... see people not like see people and talk to everyone but just sit down and observe them you know what are their lives who are they how do they live plus I really like architecture very much I like art very much different cultures so just to go and see and experience this the, the more story, inspiring yeah. the place right yeah the more it feeds me so that I I go somewhere else or I I come back or whatever and I feel like I feel like I'm a different person. If I stop doing this, my energy level, I get really grumpy, everything goes down. So I have to go to certain places. And the places that I like the most, to start with, I like all of them because all of them are unique to start with. But um, some, of, some, some of the places that I think have inspired me the most, and, and now I feel bad because I'll probably neglect a few that have equally inspired me, but still I'll try. Um, I love Turkey very much, very, very much. I think it's a very underestimated country, especially by the Western culture, where it's like, oh, Turkey, what the hell, Turkey? Oh, Turkey is, mm-hmm. Turkey is extremely advanced with such deep, rich culture, you know, amazing sights and spectacular, plus super modern and, and innovative. And, you know, and it's, it's very nice. To, it, it feels like even a clash sometimes 
I love Istanbul. Like by all means, I absolutely love Istanbul very much. Um, what I also like, I've always liked Italy very much as well, because when you go, then you feel that um, it's like a detox. <laughs> you come and you're sometimes a bit stressed out, but then after a, three, a few days, you're like, easy, easy. You know, it's just whatever. Um, because of the feeling, the vibe that the people have there, obviously the South is different than the North, but the North, on the other hand, I like for the way that people dress, the way they look for the style. And for the style, I equally like um, France and Paris very much, very much just to be able, you know, to see those beautiful things, you know, and, and how the people behave and, and the women, you know, how they dress. And it's just, it's it's very inspiring to take a look at all this. I like the Middle East very much uh, in general. Um, absolutely very much. I've been for a very long time inspired by the culture and history. And whenever I can, I read books and I read about all these things that, you know, weren't taught to me by default when I was a child. Um, yeah, so maybe they're definitely more this. I mean, I love Santorini. I love Greece as well. I'm not a huge fan of Greek food, though. Um, I mean, I, I don't even I don't even know what else to say. I, I, I also love some some African countries as well. Um, all of them are equally beautiful. It's a different experience everywhere. But the, the ones that I'm the most passionate about, um, I think I, I've shared. But probably I forgot some, but I've shared some as well. <laughs> beautiful. Um, yeah, when is the last time that you actually have been in Turkey? I like we know that there's like really big community and growing. They're growing really fast as well. A lot of the nomad uh, going to uh, Turkey right now. Um, do you have any like friends over there or nomads associates uh, that you know that are kind of fixed over there for a couple of months yes. or maybe more? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do know people. The last time I went, it was. A while ago, because it was, um, let me think, September 2021. So a year and a half, more or less. Um, and I feel like I really need to go back. But yeah, there are different communities. And I know that this is growing very much. And I also know people who are digital nomads over there. And I also know the movements and also um, the events that are being organized right now. I think it's an amazing destination to do that. And I think that the country has a lot to offer uh, for people who don't maybe want to travel that far, especially if they live in Europe, they don't want to travel, you know, to Bali, to Asia, to places mm -hmm. over there. But, but Turkey is a spot where you can have everything at once, you know. Um, yeah, that, that would be, yes. All right. Beautiful. Um, so first of all, Nadia, thank you so much. For joining us today and that was a great 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 interview i would like to obviously give you the stage to give us your final kind of you know pro tips slash promotional and everything that you are working on on your side and so please yeah oh goodness yeah I, i'm not a person <laughs> advertises i mean i i just want to say that my biggest mission is to make 
choices like this available to everyone in the world, no matter where the people come from, no matter where they live, no matter what their background is, and also financial situation, because that determines a lot in today's world. And um, it's opening up. And I think that if we're all part of this movement, then we can build something beautiful together and challenge some pattern that were designed some time ago, but we don't have to follow them if we don't agree, which is not an easy journey. It's a very tough journey. Um, and if you're willing to get to know more about this journey, then here comes the spot to check out remoteworkadvocate.com and everything that I publish with all my passion and pride and belief that the future of work and lifestyle and experiences is bright. Canada community, Canada family, thank you so much for joining again. Nadia, thank you so much for joining. Guys, check out Nadia Instagram, YouTube and follow her on linkedin as well and and the website everything gonna be in the description lined up for you guys and really really a lot of value over there nadia thanks again and have a great 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 night everyone we're in canada see ya